Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. Hey, pick up, that's the name of the game. Yo, 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 hold up, hold up. Let's do this right. Hey, pick em, that's the name of the game Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain uh, Picking spreads over under long shots ah, You know we got it cause our bank rolls on top Welcome inside the week 14 Pick'em show Here on the Joint Practices Podcast Network I'm your host Sean Lamont Joined tonight by Super Sticky Steve Knox And Jordan motherfucking watson in the house rocking them christmas lights yeah what up boy it's actually on my birth certificate too how'd you (laughs) i didn't realize his name was mfn yep now you know all right jyjyjy baby how you doing you good yeah i'm doing good good Good. family good everybody good yeah everybody's all right got a little tickle tickle in my pickle That's not what I asked. Kind of weird that he said that after you asked him about his family. <laughs> uh, George, we're going to have a talk off air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. We got some games to pick this week. Let's recap week 13 real quick. Our six games, Titans versus Eagles. We all took the Eagles. Jets versus Vikings. Uh, let's see. Jordan and I took the Vikings. Steve took the Jets. Went against his boys and lost a game. To be fair, the Jets should have won that game, but Braxton Honey Nut Barrios uh, can't hold on to the ball. Braxton Honey Nut Barrios, like it. We had the Bills versus the Patriots. Steve and I took the Bills. Jordan admirably tried to root the home the home team on his team. Dolphins versus Niners. Steve and I took the Dolphins. Niners take the win. Jordan gets the point. And then we had Chiefs versus Bengals. I was the lone wolf on the Bengals. Took the point. And then the Commanders versus the Giants ended in a fucking tie. So apparently that counts as a loss. I was 4-2. I think we have the liberty to call a tie. I think earlier in the year I had actually written down a tie and then changed my mind last second. But it wasn't this game. Correct. Um, but hey, go back to that Chiefs Bengals. Um what a hell of a play to rip that ball out of Travis Kelsey's hands, huh? Oh, I know. Like talk about just the the epitome of a, a play to go out there and win the game. Um allow the Bengals to go down and score and uh, that I mean hell That's of an effort you play. You play to win the game. So I hear. All right, that uh, so this week, this past week, I was four and two. Steve was two and four, probably his worst of the season. Jordan hit three and three. Updated standings. Jordan takes the lead, forty-seven and twenty-five. Steve forty-six and twenty-six, and I am forty-five and twenty-seven. Guys, that's pretty damn good. Like we're doing all right. <laughs> I mean, our picks have been great, yeah, and it's I'm... nice and close. 
Hey, at least I'm winning in something. Jesus fucking Christ. We I had some notables like, this week, though. Like some good ones. Some notables. Let's start with J-Watt, J-Watt, J-Watt. Predicting the Niners to win 32-21. to 21. They win 33-17. to 17. I like your method. Then we had the Bengals defeating the Chiefs. 27-24. And Jordan completely copied my score of 28-24. to 24, So he gets partial credit for being a cheating fuck. He only gets partial credit because he got the score right. But he picked the wrong team. So Sean gets more credit. Oh, if he picks the wrong team, he gets zero credit. I mean, that's not right. No, fuck that. You know, like, I mean, not, not, no, no. you know how difficult it is to predict a score in an NFL game? It, it so, doesn't matter. You either pick the way. wrong team, it doesn't count. What is this nonsense? It's like wiping before you poop. Well, right? it's a lot like my notable this week. I had the Washington Seawards winning 20 to 17, and the game finished 20 to 20. So I guess well, that's close enough. No, that's not a true notable. And then, and then in a partial score i got the bill score right <laughs> fortunately i thought the patriots could find a way to score 19 points and boy was i wrong correct you are wrong yeah marcus jones could not be out there for another play so unfortunately no. uh they tried to get him involved again and the bill saw him on the field and was like we're not letting this fucking happen again <laughs> <laughs> all right before we move on to the picks this week let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors Hey, just a reminder that the Joint Practices Podcast Pick'em Show is brought to you by BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. BetOnline is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget, BetOnline. For the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right. We are here for the week 14 picks. Where we start, nobody knows, but I'm going to say we're going to start in Detroit, where the 10 and 2 Minnesota Vikings are taking on the 5 and 7 Detroit Lions, 1 p.m. game on Fox. My eyes must be bleeding because it says the Lions are a two and a half point favorite over the 10 and two Vikings. What the? Over under is 53. Last week, Vikings beat the Jets. Lions embarrassed the Jaguars. They did play week three and the Vikings won 28-24. So uh, why are the Vikings? (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's one of the weirdest things. And I sit there and I go, I like, I don't understand what the betting websites are seeing. But if the Vikings were, you know, a, t- a touchdown favorite, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that really. Drop my headphones. I don't know that if the Vikings were a seven-point favorite, as though you could say you'd feel good about, you know, putting your money on the Vikings just because of how close all their games is. And then again, we saw what happened the last time the Vikings were uh, one or two point underdogs. Uh, they got their shit pushed in by the Cowboys. So their shit pushed in. <laughs> yeah. So, like they got fucked in the butt. Yeah, exactly. So it's, <laughs> it should be interesting. 
I personally, I'm not scared of the Lions. I know the offense can put up some points, but I think the defense for the Vikings has shown that they're able to slow down offenses enough to allow their offense some time to rest on the sidelines. So it's the one good thing that comes out of these, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 play drives that these teams are able to put together against them is it does allow your offense some time to kind of catch their breath on the sideline and go out there and perform. But that'll be the big decision or the big uh, difference for the Vikings in this game is when you're on offense, are you putting points on the board? Because with a team like the Lions, who does have the ability to hang a 40-burger on you, as they did against the Jaguars last week, um, you're going to have to score points, keep up with them. Um, and not a team that, I, I, you know, I don't know that there's a team out there right now that the Vikings are playing that if you can keep it within a score or two, really, going into the second half, that I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, no way they come back from this. I think they proved it a multitude of times, even against the Bills, where they're down, you know, like 21 points. And I was like, this game's over so bad. And suddenly, here we go. Kirk Cousins leading a drive late in the game to tie the game up. It's uh, it's kind of been the trend this year. And I mean, I don't want to sound. I love, I love the confidence. Crazy homerish, but. I would be concerned as a Vikings fan if they were down two scores to the Eagles. The way the Eagles are playing right now, especially in like a playoff game, the Eagles sit on you with their run and that defense is playing like it is. It could be well, that's, a I mean, problem. If you like, yeah, if you have a team that is that has a you know a great running game, um, and I mean it's a lot like the Cowboys. I think you know what the Cowboys did where they got a significant lead and sat there and ran the ball down your throat. Um, they, I mean, the Vikings couldn't do anything to stop it. So yeah, it gets interesting there, but it's, it's still one of those. I don't know if, it, if it's a two possession game, it's just one of those things that you're just waiting for the other team to make a mistake. Um, I just, the way that the offense operates now where, they can be aggressive and move the ball down the field when they are behind. It seems to be the only time that they just open up the offense and start to take chances. Because mm-hmm. um, when they play with a big lead, like they did against the Jets, super conservative, you know, try and, you know, pick up first downs and move the ball and chew clock. And it's pretty obvious it's not their strength. So I almost, you know, am more excited when it's either a tie game or they're down a score that I'm like, all right, well, let's see what they got. And more, I mean, very, very obviously more often than not, uh, their last nine wins being, you know, one possession wins where they need to make a play at the end of the game. Um, You know, one way or the other, like the defense has stood up on the goal line uh, three or four times this year. So it's, Oh, it's been fun. It's been exciting. It's uh, you don't want the games to be that close, but they're coming out on, coming out on the right side of it this year. All right, so getting down to the picks, I am gonna go first on this one, and I don't similar outcome, I guess. I'm gonna take the Vikings twenty nine to twenty four. 
Jay Watt. So I have <clears throat> Jameson Williams making his debut outburst game with four catches, a hundred yards, a tutty, and then and then Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, you heard the man. He was drafted top three this year. If you didn't hear it. This man is gonna have three sacks. Three motherfucking he's gonna fucking be in Kirk Cousins yeah. And after that, after that, fucking Justin Jefferson's gonna have 12 catches for 300 yards. Fucking Vikings are winning this game. There's no question about that. I got Vikings winning this one 32 to 21. Oof. Points on points on points. I was just waiting for Jordan to say the Lions circling the wagons or something along those lines. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings as well. Uh, another close game. Should be fun. And uh, Lions again trying to score to win the game uh, towards the end of the game. Miss a field goal to force overtime. Vikings win 31-28. Oh, this game turns into a tie. I'm fucking done. Dude. Can we? Oh my god, with the fucking ties. <sighs> Anyways, that's how I beat Shaq. All right, that's gonna do it for that one. Let's move on to the eleven and one Philadelphia Eagles going to New Jersey to face the New York Football Giants at seven four and one. This is a one o'clock game on Fox that I actually think might be on my fucking television for once. It is. The Eagles seven point favorite over under is forty five and a half. Last week. Eagles destroyed the Titans so badly they fired their GM, even though they have a three-game lead in the division. <laughs> the Giants tied a football game in the year 2022. Last time they uh, played was the day after Christmas last year, December 26th. The Eagles smashed them 34-10. to We're going to start with Jordan. Because, uh, Jordan, you go first. Uh, one thing I would like to say real quick. I'm sorry for prompting you and then shutting you down. <laughs> Story of my life. Since week eight, the Philadelphia Eagles have allowed one touchdown in the second half. That was to Green Bay. The defense is coming on. The fire Jonathan Gannon talks have completely dissolved. Howie Roseman went out and stocked up the defensive line. Uh, I did hear today, right before I was about to leave work, that the Eagles have put Robert Quinn on the IR. So that shuts him down till week 18 at the earliest. He's going to have a knee scope. So that's not great. But... Hey, you got guys like Fletcher Cox and Dominic and Sue, these guys that have inside-outside versatility. So I think we'll be all right against the Giants. We have Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Giants again. Oh, we'll be okay. So with that being said, Jordan, love you. Go ahead. Well, Sue, my Cox. Um, I kind of foresee anyways with this one. I mean, listen. The, the Eagles have a really tough matchup, uh, you know, for their defense anyways, going against this high-powered wide receiver team. I mean, the wide receiver for the Giants are just off the charts. I mean, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I really don't. Um, uh, yeah, anyways, just kidding. Um, yeah, Eagles are going to fly away with this one, whatever you want to call it. Fly, Eagle, fly. Fly with it. Fly with me. Don't fly with Odell Beckham. Um, I have the Eagles. 
Jordan's on one tonight, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, had that Doctor Fuzz. I'm on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so got the Eagles win this one. I don't really think it's even going to be close. Uh, we're going to go 35 to 17. 35 17. Superdor Woodblock. Uh, yeah, give me the Eagles 24 13. Uh, Saquon Barkley makes it look interesting in the first half, but the Eagles run away. All right. First of two matches between these two teams. I said on the last episode that earlier in the year, I thought these two teams would split with each other. I no longer think that's the case. Injuries to the Giants. It's just too much to overcome. And without... Take the homerism away. Obviously, go birds till I die. But the Eagles every week are just winning in different ways. Like, And it's not just talk anymore. Like, They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They can run and throw the ball. They can just throw the ball. Like, They didn't even really try to run this week against the Titans, who had the number one rush defense in the league going into this game. So they just said, you know what? I see who's on the other side of the field. If you're going to you know, hit us with light boxes and play coverage, we're going to pick you apart. And not to be you know, overly dramatic, but Jalen Hurts has to be the top two for the MVP this year. And who saw that coming? Like four and a half people, maybe. And half of them are probably lying to you. Oh, four of them are Eagles fans. The other half of them, uh, I don't know. Like they, they just they can beat you in so many different ways with so many different guys. I mean, we're down Dallas Goddard, and we just put up thirty-five points on one of the better defenses in the league, like well, a division that was leading like, team. It was literally Sirianni came out and was like, "We're gonna go hard, score two touchdowns, and then lock down on the defense. And if not for a missed assignment and that Traylon Burks twenty-five yard touchdown." uh the Titans might have scored six points in that game. <laughs> uh, True. Yeah. So it like, was like literally they they were like that was Sirianni's. Uh, and, I mean, he even got aggressive late in the game. Like no reason to score that last touchdown. Could have just kicked a field goal and you are still cruising to a victory. And instead he was like, nah, 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 nah. we're going to make this a 25 point game and uh, not even have to think about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just like you're saying, Sean. I mean, they're beating teams every single which way. I mean, I'm I'm just waiting now for the long snapper just to have a Tyson Hill moment and just start doing everything. You know, start pulling out the throws, the catches, everything. He's going to long snap it for a fucking 35-yard pass. I don't know. I could see it just because his fucking offense is doing everything. I thought some other teams maybe were able to compete against him in the singing competition. No freaking way. Kelsey's just, he's got some bars, man. He's my lot has got the get the fucking voice. Oh no, Ooh, no, yeah. Kelsey, I he it's like a mix between Fergie and Jesus. Like he brought me to tears with his startup, wow. and then Malata just took off on the. You listen to the they've released the second single. It's I think it's Blue Christmas. Oh, Lane no. Johnson, my friends, holy cow! I knew he had a deep voice, but oh, banger after banger <laughs> after banger, yeah. Last thing I want to say before we move on is we almost saw the most incredible thing. 
something Eagles fans I know have been waiting for since Jordan Mylotta was signed to this team. Uh, Jalen Hurts got hit from behind and the ball popped out. And Jordan Mylotta picks that ball up and I'm like, let's go rugby style. But he stumbles and his fucking knee hits the ground and he gets touched. And I was like, God damn. I swear, if the Eagles make the Super Bowl or some crazy like, you know, it's fourth and goal in the NFC championship game. I want to see fucking Jordan Mylotta get a handoff and just fucking just pummel set up, somebody. Set up as a fullback. Yeah, but yeah, how, just how, take t- how tall is he? Isn't he like 6'7 or something? Like yeah, that? yeah. Have you ever seen his rugby highlights? Look him insane. up. Insane. Dude, he's blowing people up. Speaking yeah. of blowing people up, do you see that thing I shared to the group chat about the Eagles offensive line? When they just absolutely destroyed that Titans uh, defensive tackle. Oh, yeah, I think it was yeah, yeah. Dickerson and Kelsey <laughs> double teamed him and launched him in the air into Mylotta, who's just like, dude, don't touch me. <laughs> Fuck you doing? <laughs> All right. Anyways, Eagles 30 to 16. Let's go. 12 That's and one. Kind of the problem too here with the Giants is they have so many injuries offensively at the wide receiver position. And I love Dayball as a coach. But I think he's trying to get too cute. I think in that uh, Commanders game, they like ran some uh, something in the backfield. I don't know what the hell the play was supposed to be, but like Richie James and Saquon Barkley ran into each other. <laughs> like one of them was supposed to take the handoff from Daniel Jones, and then they just collided, and it completely fucked everything up. And Daniel Jones had to just try to run and gain some yards. Like it was thirty-two. It's, to it's win desperation. The game. It's desperation mode at this point for them, for their play calling, because they don't have that guy out on the uh, out on the edge now to make plays for them. So it's if you can slow down Saquon Barkley, like they're there for oh, the getting. That was the other thing. Thank you, Steve. You just reminded me when you're talking about how they're trying to get too cute and they're fucking it all up. Uh, another Eagles podcast, the Philly Special Podcast, with Sheila and Ben Solak. They actually talked about something that I didn't notice in the game. What was the Eagles? Did you see the trick play they ran where like Quez took like a push pass and he tossed it to Devontae and Devontae pitched it back to Jalen and then Jalen threw it to Quez? You know, one of those trick plays that was set up another like the series before when they did the same push pass to Quez and, you know, he just actually took it and ran off with it. But the point they were making was there was three different times in this game where the Eagles used plays and uh, formations that they've never used all year. And it they basically said, this is just Sirianni saying, put that formation in. We're going to run one or two plays out of it just to make opposing defenses have to game plan that we might run it. And I guess they've been sprinkling in stuff like this the last couple weeks. That's, you know, to you, me, and Tom, Dick, and Harry, and Melvin, the mailman, don't really notice. But, like, I guess it's enough that, like, defenses are starting to have to, like, account for these new plays and formations, which this offense is already dynamic. Like, no wonder every defensive coordinator and head coach in the league's eyes look like they're wearing eye makeup. I don't think anybody slept since September. No, how do you know you have a high-powered offense? Is exactly what you just said. What? How? how just put your shoe, putting yourself in the shoes of a defensive coordinator and having to prep for a team like the Philadelphia Eagles offense. 
is nearly impossible. I mean, it's like literally it's back in the day. I mean, like try to prep up for the Colts with Peyton Manning and try to prep for the Patriots with, you know, Tom Brady and, you know, Randy Moss. Like literally you're like, okay, all right. Yeah, we could, we could see if we can stop them. And then literally they have somebody else that can tear up your defense. And that's how the Eagles are. I mean, they have so many options from receivers to, you know, running game, whether they want to run it with Hertz, if they want to run it with Sanders, if they want to run it with Gainwell, if they want to run it with Scott, you know, and then it's just, this is like the dream team of an offense. Like as a offensive coordinator, you're just like, stop you right there. We don't use the word dream team (laughs) around the Eagles. Uh, well, all right. So this is this <laughs> Thanks, is like Young. <laughs> this is like the you know D two Mighty Ducks then, uh, where you know you can literally be as creative as possible as you're saying, where you can come up with these formations and different gadgets and stuff like that, and it's, you can be successful off of it. And the core foundation to a good offense is the offensive line. And the Eagles have that. They have the best offensive line. I will line. argue with anyone till I'm blue in the face. The Eagles have the best offensive line in the league. And you can't tell me otherwise. No, because they have the best quarterback for an offensive line. And that usually is the center. And Kelsey is one of the best centers in the league. And that's the guy that, you know, the whole offensive line relies on. He's the one calling the, you know, calling the coverages as far as, you know, where the blitz is coming from. He's the guy. I mean, as much as, you know, Jalen Hurts is, you know, seeing it over the top, Kelsey's the one that's also picking it out too and relaying it to even Hurts. So, you know, having a guy like that and then having the other guys, I mean, I just feel bad for any defensive line that has to face these guys consistently. And even if, you know, Kelsey retires this year, they have Cam Jurgens in their pocket who was one of their, I think he was the second round pick this year. And he had to actually play almost the whole preseason for Kelsey, who had like a small procedure done, didn't miss any actual game time. And he was excelling, like the offense was clicking with him. So like they're, they're deep on the offense and defensive line. They're deep at wide receiver. Like this is, this is awesome. Like, well, they're, you can tell that they're not building just for this year. This is not like a, hey, we're gonna we're doing like the Rams did and gonna be one and done. Like they are building for yep. years to come. And, and we didn't even mention, <laughs> like they're the number one team in the league. They're eleven and one, and they currently have the fifth pick in the draft. Like what <laughs> is even happening? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move it on to Monday Night Football. We have the Patriots at six and six going to face the Arizona Cardinals at four and eight. Obviously, eight fifteen Monday Night Football. Patriots on the road, two point favorite. Over under is forty four. Last week, the Patriots lost to the Bills. The Cardinals were on their bye. And the last time these two teams played, November 29th, twenty twenty. Patriots twenty, Cardinals seventeen. We'll start with the Supinator. Uh, give me the Patriots. I uh, don't think i like anything that the cardinals have done so far this year uh patriots 23 21 steve the notorious cardinal hater for the past few years i'm taking the cardinals 24 to 20 I'll tell you what well you know it's a one score game 
and Kyler has the ball, for some reason, defenses just cannot stop him on the friggin' scramble. He runs all the way down the field until they get in the red zone. It's wild. I saw him do it against the Eagles. He does it like every week. It's it's baffling. It's almost like when the Bucks get the ball at the end of a game and all of a sudden they haven't been able to score a touchdown all game and all of a sudden they can score two in less than three minutes. It's Suddenly, not all of a sudden. All of a sudden, they suddenly do it. Jordan? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is something I mentioned in the previous episode is Patriots have struggled on containing quarterbacks. And this particular one, this has so much of the Chicago Bears vibe of a team offense struggling and just so happens they pick it up against Patriots. And, you know, for a team, too, they can run the ball. They get some weapons. I just see the Patriots struggling to make a difference. And what we seen last game against the Bills was young quarterbacks like Jack Jones being in positions to cover the second wide receiver which was Gabe Davis and struggling causing penalties that made drives just continue on like the, you know, first drive for the bills or the second drive for the bills. Anyways, what led to their first touchdown, it's going to be things like that. That's going to hurt the Patriots and the offense. You know, as much as I think the Patriots offense might be slightly better than what the Cardinals had this year in this matchup, the Cardinals favor better than the Patriots. And that's why I got the Cardinals winning this game. I see it as being something where the Cardinals will be able to take over. It'll be 28 to 18. Mm. I think that the Patriots learned their lesson with the mobile quarterbacks. And I think it was pretty well exhibited in that Bills game. Um, Almost always there was somebody there spying Josh Allen. Uh, And I I think maybe Mac Wilson can tackle Kyler Murray a little better than he could tackle Josh Allen. (laughs) I don't know what the hell he was thinking on that touchdown pass that Josh Allen threw where Mac Wilson should have at least uh, inhibited his ability to throw that ball in the end zone on that play and instead... Tried to give him the old hit stick, and Allen just kind of shrugged him away. I think Kyler Murray quite has that strength or that size. Jordan, what's your game of the week? Oh, you want to know about my game of the week? Well, my Blast. game of the week. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. Um, So my game of the week is going to be the New York Jets, soon to be the Queens Jets, because that fits just perfectly at 7-5. and five going to the Buffalo Bills because nobody circles the wagon like the 9-3 and three Bills. This could be a 1 o'clock game on CBS if you did not know this. Bills are favorites by 9. Niner. Uh, Over-under on this one is going to be 43.5. Last week, the Jets lose to Skull Vikings. And the Bills, well, they beat up this some, I don't know, some team, Patriots. Uh, last meeting, week 9, the Jets beat the Bills 20 to 17. So my question is, Steve, will the Bills circle the wagon and come back to beat the Jets? Uh, yeah, they will. Um, I think both of these teams are in very different positions than they were back in week nine. Um, the Bills have were kind of floundering there in that, you know, really over the last, you know, four or five weeks before that game against the Patriots where they kind of seemed to 
right the ship and get back to their their old ways. Um, and I think the Jets have, you know, while Mike White has kind of given them a, a bit of a spark, I still think that they're just they feel like an incomplete team um, with him in there. While I think he gives them a better chance to win than Zach Wilson does, I still think that they're sitting there searching for uh, their identity. And listen, losing Brees Hall was the worst thing that could have happened to the Jets this year. They got a lot of talent out there. They had a lot of guys who can make plays. Garrett Wilson looks like the real deal. Elijah Moore isn't being utilized as much as he should. Um, But... I just think that the Bills, uh, the way they're playing right now, they're uh, they're coming back into form, and I think they're going to make the Jets look a little silly here. Um, I couldn't imagine if the Bills had Von Miller healthy right now. His game would probably be even worse than what I predict, but I'm going to go with Bills 24-10. to 10. Yeah. Basically piggyback, piggybacking what you just said, it – is 100% the get-right game for the Bills. Mike White coming down to earth, and it's finally a game where the Jets' defense just kind of can't keep up. Bold prediction, this is the Isaiah McKenzie game, folks. 31-13 to Bills. Yeah. To piggyback off of all that, uh, I think that that Mike White game that we saw against the Bears, well, that was like the... Bailey Zappi 2.0, where you got a quarterback filling in, playing against a terrible defense. That I was... mean, even last week against the Vikings, it's like you look at the way that Mac Jones and Mike White played the last two weeks against the Vikings defense. Like that's just what the Vikings defense is. Yeah. If you well, if you take what the defense gives you, because that's all they really do is play zone, then you you'll be able to you know put up some good numbers. But it's just about getting the ball in the end zone. I yeah. just don't think they can do that. No. And, you know, kind of difference between Vikings is that Vikings, you know, they take, in most cases, they take care of the opportunities that are given to them on defense. If there's, you know, a chance to cause a turnover, they will cause a turnover. And, you know, it's for the Bills, they're more opportunistic when it comes to turnovers where they're going to take advantage every single mistake that Mike, you know, Mike White will have. Uh, so yeah, I get, I get bills just completely dominant this game. 28 to seven. Soup. What's your game of the week? Oh, we got a real barn burner this week. We got the Baltimore Ravens at eight and four heading to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers at five and seven, one o'clock game on CBS. And how about this? No Lamar Jackson. The Pittsburgh Steelers are two and a half point favorites at home with a whopping over under of 37. That's right. An NFL game with an over under of 37. Uh, I don't know if you caught that Ravens and Broncos game last week. Absolutely exhilarating football. A ten to nine final. Um, so, yeah, might 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 want to think about betting the under, even though it's thirty seven in this game. Uh, take a look at last week. Obviously, I said the Ravens squeaked by the Broncos with a uh, suck so fucking bad. Yeah, a late late uh, touchdown there. 
a little quarterback draw beautifully done by the Ravens uh, and the Steelers survived the Falcons in a really odd game uh, down there in Atlanta but yeah uh, last meeting last time these teams played was last year January 9th um, division rivals it was the Steelers coming out on top 16 to 13 in overtime Sean the Steelers are bad I, they could put me out at there at quarterback, and I'd still like the Ravens' defense to give me enough little short fields to get some sort of points on the field, on the board. I'm going to take the Ravens in a one-possession game, 21 to 16. Lamar or no Lamar, Huntley's proved he's a decent backup. Yeah, um, <clears throat> big I Devin think- Duvernay game. Duvernay. I think too that we're gonna see a lot of out of the running backs. They're gonna utilize those more. It's just gonna be more stable game. They're gonna, you know, kind of try to wear out that uh, you know, defensive line for Steelers, anyways, try to get more of Wattman on his heels rather than on his toes. Um, and that was gonna be the fact of this game. The defense, the Ravens defense is still pretty decent. I mean it is what it is. So I have the Ravens winning this one 18 to 15. Only field goals. Only field goals. Uh, I'm going to take the Steelers 13 to 7. You wrote 1 to 7. There you go. <laughs> Last game of the week is my game of the week. Flexed into Sunday Night Football because the Broncos suck so bad they pulled them off TV. We have the 8-4 and four Miami Dolphins going to face Justin Herbert and the 6-6 six and six Los Angeles Chargers. Dolphins come in as a three-point favorite. The over-under is 52. Last week, the Dolphins suffered the loss to the Niners. Chargers lost to the Raiders. Somehow, last time they faced November 15th, 2020, the Dolphins 29, Chargers 21, is this Tua's get right game or is this Justin Herbert's we're getting a playoff spot game? Jordan, we go to you. Well, after a tough loss to the 49ers, Dolphins, this is going to be a statement game. Uh, and also, too, they just got kicked out of the number one spot. So there's a lot of stuff that they're going to be fighting and trying to get right back. Uh, and they get and they get the weapons to do it. And I think, you know, with this game, they're going to try to figure it out, try to go back a little bit, simplify things, get that running game going. Uh, I'd like to see more out of Jeff, Jeff Wilson anyways. Uh, so this one, I got them. I got the good old Miami Dolphins one in this one. Uh, once I can find where I put the damn score, uh, I got them winning 34-27. Thirty-four twenty-seven over to the soup style. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Dolphins as well. Uh, I just don't think that the Chargers' defense can keep up with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, even though Jalen Waddle's been a little banged up. Um, I'll take the Dolphins, thirty-one to twenty. So even though Jalen Waddle's been banged up, did you see that first play, the touchdown for Sherfields, where Sherfields went? Like ten yards left, and then 
Well, actually, no. Take that back. He, like, literally, like, blew by the defense, and Waddle still caught up to him to the end zone, and he was, like, on the other side of the field. <laughs> yeah. Dude has ridiculous speed. That's, I mean, that's what I mean. I don't think that this Chargers defense has the speed to keep up with him and Tyree Kill. Like, one of those two guys, if not both of them, are going to have a pretty amazing game. Yeah. There's not many teams that have one-two punches like the Dolphins with Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I mean, you could say Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. You used to say Jefferson and Thielen, but Thielen's coming down a little bit in his old age. What's he, like 32? <laughs> Jefferson uh, Makes Hawkinson. us ancient. Jefferson Hawkinson? I mean, you want to talk about... Vikings wide receivers, they they attempted a Rager bomb and Kirk Cousins couldn't overthrow Jalen Rager. He underthrew him by a lot. Jalen Rager's a bomb. Maybe maybe put a couple more plays in for that guy because yeah, you should because I could use a fumble or a drop. He's got a couple. He's got a couple speeds in him. Yeah, he's got something. He's probably on Twitter right now searching his own name. I'm gonna take the Dolphins to win this game in a close one. 29-23. That, my friends, is week 14 of the Pick'em Show. Should be a fun week. We got some good games this week. Especially, oh man, that Raven-Steelers game. Whew. It's one for the books. Yep, okay. Old school football. Old Gruden ball. First one of 20 wins. That's football. That's football. <laughs> All right, for Jordan and Steve, I'm Sean. See you on the next one. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.